Well, it's that time of the week when we talk uh, basketball with Body Nodge, and I understand Body, uh, one of your all-time favourite uh, basketballers, uh, Lauren Jackson, has some news uh, surrounding her that you'd like to share with us. Oh yeah, the, she'll be coming back to the WNBL, which I think was pretty much uh, evident that would have to happen when she was selected to play for um, the Opals at the World Cup in an extraordinary comeback at 41. She's been playing for the Albury. Uh, um, Wodonga Bandits in the NBL1 East competition, which which concludes very shortly. So it's a question of if she's made the step. Yeah, first step is is uh, that domestic competition, and then the next step would be WNBL, and the next step after that would be World Cup. Well, she's jumped a step. She's in the World Cup team, so I think she looked back and thought, you know what, I need to be playing at the highest competitive level in this country, which is the WNBL. So the Southside Flyers uh, in Melbourne, they're expected to make the announcement this morning that uh, Lauren Jackson is all the way back. So she'll be back in everything. She's played local basketball. She'll be playing in our national league and then playing for our national team. It's it's an extraordinary story for a 41-year-old. Uh, Body, has she given any indication uh, as to whether she might uh, continue on for the Paris Olympics? I don't know. I think this, uh, all of it is contingent on how her body holds up. Mm. You know, she, she, the reason she had to prematurely retire was because of a series of chronic injuries because she was basically playing 12 months of the year, maximising her earning uh, possibilities you know, in the small time frame you have as a, an elite sports person. And, of course, you, know, you need that break, and so the body started to break down. Now it's a question of of keeping the balance. I think she can. You know, if she can, if her body can hold up, and her game holds up, well, she is a champion. She's one of a kind. So yeah, why not? Why not the Paris Olympics? It's not that far away. No. And so, uh, and body across. It it wasn't a. Um, she, this isn't a token selection either. She's been put through some really uh, stringent testing regimes during these camps, haven't they? They've sort of put a lot of hurdles in front of her to see if she can get over them, and she's been able to achieve that. Yeah, but, I mean, she's, you can't ignore her performances also. It's like She had got put in the squad initially because she was averaging, like, 33 points and 15 rebounds, something like that, a game in the, in the NBL One East competition. So she's playing at the best level she can play at right now, absolutely dominating it. So that, that gets her a look in into the squad. And then to make the team, she had to earn that and had to knock out an Olympian in Alana Smith, who was in the Tokyo uh, Olympic Games team a year ago. So um, she's done a fabulous job and absolutely has earned it. There's, there's you know, we're, we all like a romance, you know, the romance of the story and, and, and but, She's earned everything. There's no, they, they haven't opened any doors for her in particular. I mean, everyone's wanted her to succeed, but that's not like they just said, here's a red carpet, you know, just roll up and, and your Lauren Jackson will put you in. She's had to fight every inch of the way. And when, when Sandy Brondello, the Opals coach, told her in a video call that she had made the team, I mean, she, she, was, she was crying. She, she was really thrilled and humbled, and that, that's who she is. And, and that, that was out there. I think that, that little bit of video might have gone viral last week when the announcement happened. So, yeah, she's earned it. There's no no question about it. You've got to. We've got some very good, very good women's basketball players who are playing right around the world at the moment. So, so yeah, you can't just sort of say, oh, look, one of those spots doesn't matter. We'll just gift it to somebody. No, it doesn't work that way. 
And, Body, uh, talking NBL news, I know um, <laughs> when we were talking uh, last season about the success of the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, you were talking about where other teams, NBL teams, may come from. And I think you were saying, let's look at the regions, not so much the capital cities. Uh, I see the uh, NBL Blitz, the pre season tournament, is in Darwin. Is that a, with a view to gauge the interest up there or uh, some I, other I reason? think, yes. No, no, I think it's partially to see how the Darwin basketball community comes and supports, and they will. But that's the Darwin basketball community is is not enough mm. to um, to go. You know, you need your infrastructure, yeah. you need the money, and and so so it, it's a it is a bit of a test case. But the Gold Coast is the area that has put their hand up there. And in the past, I mean, and you you guys would be more aware of this than I. That many many elite sporting teams have failed on the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah and and that's. Oh, really been because of, uh, I don't know, it's mainly a tourist region and it's, there's a transient population and all of those various reasons. But um, and, and the NBL previously has failed there too. They started off with a team called the um, Gold Coast Cougars. Yeah, that was a, that was not a women's team. That was not. Um, that <laughs> wasn't I was the. Uh, that. I was going to say yeah. I've met some cougars from the Gold Coast, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that was not the serial housewives of Surface Paradise or anything. Um, they they actually changed their name to the Rollers, which um, I don't know. <laughs> no idea what was that. That was still sort of a throwback to rolling pins. I think I don't know. And then uh, then they tried again with the Blaze, and each team uh, was was pretty good on the floor, but they couldn't get the community support to keep going. But that's a long time ago. And the Gold Coast Mayor is one of the ones that is actually pumping up their tyres, saying right now our, uh, our juniors, the level of junior basketball in the region is, is through the roof. You know, they're record numbers and the, the sport is really well established. And looking at what Tasmania did, you know, <clears throat> they're, they're, they're pretty excited. So I think they're, they're actually, they're talking 2024, 20, 2024. 20, so I don't know whether they mean the 2023-24 20, season or the 24-25 season, but, but you know, within the next year or two, they, they want to be up and running, and, and they're pretty serious, and the NBL is actually looking at them quite seriously. So when the circumstances on the Gold Coast have changed, that they could now actually sort of field a team, I don't know, that, you know time will tell, but... You know, the Gold Coast Suns for the AFL have taken a long time to establish mm. themselves and are now maybe getting some momentum. And You know, the, the AFL keeps an eye on us as in the NBL because they're looking at what happened with the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. And as you'd both be aware, suddenly, you know, this is the month where they're talking about a 19th uh, AFL team, that, you know, that one to come out of Tasmania. So they've kept an eye on what happened for for basketball because basketball in Tasmania has gone absolutely nuts since the, the jack jumpers hit the scene and, and performed so well. So they're looking at, at at basketball. So I think basketball at the moment is looking at, at AFL going, how are those sons going? Are they established? Are they sort of, uh, you know, travelling well enough for us to have a, an NBL team there? Because it's different times of the year, summer, winter, so... Um, yeah, that, that's more of a chance, but there's no question that the Blitz, which is the pre-season tournament that brings all the teams under one roof, and is in um, the middle of September, there's, there's no doubt that that being staged in Darwin is to gauge what sort of reaction we get, what sort of Northern Territory government involvement there is, and just how the community embraces that. And you know, Who knows, fingers crossed for a proper... You know, if you really want to say, okay, it's a national league, then you've probably got to have a team out of ACT and Northern Territory and then everywhere is covered. Body, can you remember, Andrew, you could. Do you remember we had uh, uh, that later on, I think it was from the regional part of Basketball Australia, he's talking about Josh Giddy and one of his mm. 
his seminars, body or his, his training camps was on the Gold Coast. So that probably tells you what how basketball is viewed on the Goldie now. Well, just as the mayor said, that the, their junior numbers at our record le- are at record levels, and and that means you know if your foundation is is getting you know, bigger and bigger, there's there's more support for the sport. There you know, people that you know kids that are playing at any level under sixteen. That requires parents to take them to all the trainings to, you know, or caregivers. There's other people involved. There are adults involved. So there's, there's a big part of that community now getting behind basketball at lower levels. So yes, the, the fact that they took, they took a um, clinic there and that it was so extraordinarily well supported, just all speaks positively towards the Gold Coast. Now there are people saying, how can it be that Queensland has three teams in the NBL like that? Have Cairns and have Brisbane and now Gold Coast? Come on, surely, surely. Victoria should have another team, or Western Australia should have another team. But, but the reality is, you, you go where the demand is, and, and if there's a demand for it there, which there hasn't been previously, with, with the Cougars, Rollers, and and Blaze, you know, the, the NBL plonked a team in there and had fingers crossed that it would get the support and move on, but didn't happen. Whereas now they're sort of crying out for a team. So it's, it's, the scenario has changed. I'm very interested to see how that one actually pans out over the next couple of months. Andrew, you uh, spend a lot of time at the Gold Coast. Do you think any of the original Gold Coast Cougars would jump on board a new NBL franchise? <laughs> well, reading uh, Body's uh, book, I know he spent a lot of time there as a youngster at the Gold Coast. Oh, oh thanks. is that I'm right? Sure he knows a few of the Cougars. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the first time I went to the Gold Coast was so long ago that, 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 that there wasn't even a Hungry Jacks at the Paradise. You had to drive back into Brisbane for, for, just to get a Whopper. So, so, yeah, things have certainly changed. For the better, yeah, yeah, for the better. And just quickly, um, good news with with Patty Mills in in um, Brooklyn. It appears that Kevin Durant has met with uh, Brooklyn management, and he's actually going to stay. Okay. So um, that's that's a you know, bit of a positive because he was part of the reason. that Patty actually went there because they have a relationship that goes back to about two thousand six. When they first played each other as kids, so so um, I'm really thrilled for Paddy because he he made that move to that particular club from San Antonio because he thought there might be a championship, the possibility that they're putting together a championship group, and for to have you know Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant in the off season talking about leaving must have been like oh geez, you know, I wish I'd known. Always a pleasure, buddy. We'll chat next week, mate. Look forward to it, guys. Bye.